sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. How do we handle difficult conversations about church teaching? What do you do when your situation, a conversation, talking with somebody, and they disagree, and they're disagreeing strongly with what the church teaches? That's what we're going to talk about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email. And the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Ignition at sfcatholic.org. And that sweet voice you heard if you're listening on the radio or via podcast was the voice of Robin Bruggeman, who's here again this week. Hey, Robin. Hi. Um, Robin, fun fact. Oh gosh! You should have been prepared from last week. <laughs> I should have. And you, you. Oh my goodness! Because people, so Robin's an occasional guest, uh, occasional uh, co-host with me. Um, I, sh- I shared this last week. I can say some things about her: woman, wife, mother, mm-hmm. grandmother, grandmother. Uh, just married her second mm-hmm. uh, daughter, daughter off. Yeah. Uh, Going to marry her one of her boys off here in a year. See, yeah. I can. I can wow, name the you things. know more about me than I know. Uh, I doubt that. <laughs> Um, but there, I'm looking for the oh, fun man. fact that, 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 uh, might surprise, well, me ideally, but maybe okay, I'll keep listeners. thinking we won't waste air time, oh, but I'll sake. keep thinking. Well, no, I, cause I need your attention ah! on the conversation we're going to have now. So never mind. next time. Okay. I'll try and prep for that one. Something oh. real good. Well, this, this is fun. So we're recording this. So I know folks are listening to this in September, but we're recording on the feast of mm-hmm. St. Bartholomew, which is August 24th. Yep. And Robin, um, uh, because in li- because living liturgically is so passionate for you, mm-hmm. you brought in, as you occasionally do, um, food, fun yes. food fun to food. mass to match the feast. Yes. Fest- festive fun food or festal fun food. And so today Robin brought in dried mangoes. That was the best I could do out of my pantry today. Why dried mangoes, Rob? Again, we know that August 24th was <laughs> weeks ago at this point, but yeah. why dried mangoes? Well, it's kind of a, some people might find it funny. Some people might find it creepy, but St. Bartholomew <laughs> was um, flayed. Rather, you're like Flayed. Ah, was yucky. Um, and so. Alive. Yeah. They, they uh, that's just awfulness. Yeah. That's just terrible. So the church can be humorous and. Um, ways of that we can try in or tie in some saint stories or just different things. And yep. so today on this feast day, then we could do something like peeling. Maybe it's, right. you know, it could even be as simple as like peeling potatoes. Right. And then you could just be thinking of that saint and ask for his intercession. But the best I could do was dried fruit dried today. Fruit. Peeled go. dried fruit. Not bad. So Not bad. If you go, ever go fun. to Rome, if you've been to Rome, St. <gasps> John Lateran. Of course you've been there. What I mean is, have you been to that specific place where his tomb is? is no. Because he's, where, he's where he's buried, right? Like, I know you've been in Rome. That I don't know. Okay. But the, what I was going to say about Rome is St. John Lateran, which is the Pope's cathedral, not St. Mm-hmm. Peter's. Okay. Story for another time. Yep. Um, there's a stat. St. John Lateran has statues of, of all the apostles. Mm-hmm. I've seen pictures. And I don't remember who the sculptor is, but I mean, obviously beautiful sculptures, but the sculptor who sculpted these, this particular statue of St. Bartholomew portrays him, knife in one hand, 
and his skin in the oh. other. Now he looks yeah. his face looks normal. Yeah. But he's whole and, and the way that the skin just is folded into it just looks so it looks yeah. soft and pliable like you would think. That's interesting be. because I just put uh, like a five by seven picture of him out before I left. So it'd be on the table for supper tonight. And that's what he's holding. Yeah. And I noticed like I was it's like the peeler in right. one hand. But right. I thought it was like actually just animal skin, but it's actually no, his. It's his. So, oh. so he's but often anyways. portrayed holding his own skin. That's so cool. So it's sort of grotesque. <laughs> Rome also has the Bone Church. That could be an episode for another time as well. Maybe closer to Halloween. Yes. We'll see. All right. And dun, I know dun, what dun. I'm. I know what I'm going to bring in in October. I wrote it on my calendar before I came, but I'm not going to tell you. It's a surprise dun, dun, in October. Dun, dun. Okay, surprise. All right. Uh, so that's not what we're talking about today. We're yeah. talking about <laughs> flayed, being flayed alive oh. or bone <laughs> churches or whatever. Uh, yeah, don't turn off the episode yet. Keep listening. <laughs> so as I said. Uh, Five minutes ago, almost. <laughs> we want to talk. About how, we want to talk about how to have difficult conversations. Yes. Last week's episode, uh, you and I talked about that five twenty-five, Casey. Yep, five twenty-five. We talked about um, the common misperception that the church's teachings are judgmental. Yes. Um, and that arose out of some difficult conversations yeah, some that situations you, Robin, I was in. found yourself in. Yeah. So I, I thought it might be just good to talk, just some little tips or tricks on how to navigate difficult conversations. And again, as I mm-hmm. said during the open, sort of like when you're talking with somebody and they might be Catholic themselves or not, mm-hmm. but they might be expressing disagreement with the church's teaching. Yeah. And, and so how do you handle that? Yeah. What, do you, what do we do when we're in those situations? Because yeah. we will all, if we haven't already been in those situations, we will be. Right, right. All of us. And especially if, if we are more and more living out the in Sioux Falls here, the diocesan vision of lifelong Catholic mm-hmm. missionary discipleship through God's love, mm-hmm. you will run into this. But that's yes. just another way to express the call to the new evangelization, which has been around for decades. So if you're we're t- if you're taking your your faith seriously, you will find yourself in a conversation like this yeah. if you haven't already. It will yeah. happen. So you're going to teach us how. to Well, go I'm going to some that. tricks. <laughs> no, <laughs> tricks. No, no, All right. Uh, well, tips at least maybe. Tips and tricks. Um, Two things to start with. First of all, I want to emphasize this is how to navigate difficult conversations. I'm emphasizing that though in a in a conversation, there are two people, and it might be you know it might be heated, but it's still a conversation where you're talking with each other or you're mm-hmm. trying to talk with each other yeah. and to each other instead of just yelling yes. at one another. Yes, that's a good point to make. So uh, if you, so first of all, don't, don't yourself be the yeller, yeah. <laughs> but if you're being yelled at, that, then it might be just to change the subject or walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the t- that, those would be the tips there. Mm-hmm. It, it, what I want to talk about is how do you, ha- we're actually, you're actually engaging in conversation. Yes. The other person's engaging in conversation with you and vice versa. Yep. How do you navigate that? The first thing I want to start with is sort of a big sort of presumption. I want to unpack a presumption that you and I both bring um, mm-hmm. to to the sorts of things, and that is that that what the tr- the Catholic Church teaches, um, her doctrines, her formal teachings, are in fact true. Mm-hmm. So not every Catholic is uh, unfortunately in a place where they can say that, but we, mm-hmm. that's why we want to start with this real, like in terms of substantial point. Yep. This that we want to start with this that. The, the church's claim is not that, um, well, the church's claim is that 
her formal teachings, her doctrines, not just any and somebody's opinions, mm-hmm. my opinions or your opinions or even the Pope's op- mere opinion. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing. What we're talking about is what the church formally teaches. Right. And, and, and in those doctrines, the church says this is the truth yep. about God or about what he has revealed to us about ourselves, our salvation, mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and, and we've talked about this, just made allusions to this before, Robin, you're uh, yourself an adult convert who did not grow up believing that, right. but you now do. Yes. I grew up as a Catholic, but I stopped practicing my Catholic faith in college because I didn't care about it. It didn't mm-hmm. matter to my life. But I came to a conviction during college that, no, the church's teachings are true. There's good reasons for them. Um, mm-hmm. Why did the church teach Jesus? There's good reasons, answers those questions. And it, in fact, does matter to my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Robin, just curious, how do you answer that question? Uh, and if you want me to go first, I can, but I'm, I've been talking a lot here at the beginning. How do you answer that question of um, how do you know that the, what the church teaches is actually true? How do I know that? Yeah. Because I, I mean, what the, the church teaches is from God. Like it's. How do you know that? Um, I know this is <laughs> devil's advocating because, here. Stick yeah, with me. Well, because well, I don't know. I just know that after all I've learned about the church and I have so far to go, there's so much more I need to learn. But what I do know can be traced back to Jesus, to God, to the Bible, um, there's always, you can always trace a, whatever it is you're wanting an answer to, to the root. And that it just always is truth. Right. Like, I don't know. I just know. <laughs> I know from what I have studied so far. And, and, and this coming from someone who probably needed to be proved wrong. Right. You know, I did. Right. And still found like, oh my goodness. Okay. That, that's logical. That makes sense. It is of God. It's the truth. So. Right. So did you have to go through each teaching like all the way through or was there ever, was there one argument that sort of like, oh, it's all the teachings where you came to see that not just as you, oh, this, okay, so this one's true. Oh, that one's true. Okay. This other one's true. Mm-hmm. But that, oh my gosh, because of this, now I know that yeah. they're all true. Yeah. I think that I'm to a point right now in my life that I have researched, I mean, for myself, a fair amount. I mean, I, I mean, not a lot. I mean, compared to you, nothing, <laughs> because it's your occupation and your right. passion. But um, enough to where I know that what the church says is truth. I trust the church because I just know. I know they don't just put out rules or um, yep. facts just just because. What? Wow. Forgive me for continuing. Yeah, we're good. Well, how do you know? <laughs> Why do you trust the church? I just do it because I just. You, 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 ah, so I'm going to get to something here and be like, oh, yeah, Chris, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know, but I'm not getting there yet. Ah. You, it, that, no, it's, so, but I, I wanted you to give the answer. Uh, you, I gave the right answer you that you were right looking answer. for, even though there's more. Exactly. <laughs> because Very I'm, well said. Okay. Uh, so, my answer to the question um, why do I believe that everything the church teaches is true? Because I trust Jesus, and Jesus promised that the church will always teach truth. Yes. Yes. So St. Paul in 1 Timothy says that the church is the pillar and bulwark of truth. 
It's all bulwark. It's like the the hull, if you will, the mm-hmm. thing that will ensure that will stand up against every assault. Yes, the church is the pillar of truth and the bulwark of truth. Saint Paul mm-hmm. says that. Jesus says that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. Jesus said that he would send his Holy Spirit upon the leaders of the church to lead them into all Mm -hmm. truth. So for me, as I was going through my reversion experience, sort of just like, how do we know, how do I know that what the church teaches is true? Mm-hmm. So sort of like, as you said, like, okay, well, okay, I, this makes sense. This makes sense. The individual teachings. But then when I realized that the, the church's authority is rooted in God himself mm-hmm. and that her ability to teach the truth without error is mm-hmm. rooted in God himself, yes. the power of the Holy Spirit, that just unlocked all of the, yes. I mean, it's like where the tumblers, like in the movies where the, the big safe, it all falls into place yeah. and the door yeah. opens yeah. and there's all the gold it's or like whatever It's like national treasure. Exactly. Yeah. Nationally, yeah. Exactly. You light the yeah. fire. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that, yeah. that's a really, yeah. really cool conversion. That's, yeah. yeah. So, so. Yeah. But the, I'm with you there. And and there you can, you can trace it back. Kind of reminds me of the, who started your church yeah. shirts. Like yeah. Spike has that shirt where you can trace it at all. Jesus started this. This is an, yeah, it just all goes back to that. And yep. so if you trust Jesus yep. and you're seeking him yep. and you're seeking truth, yep. the church will always yep. be truth and be it'll lead you to truth. Yep. So I trust that 100%. The, like, the church's job is not to teach new stuff. The church's job mm-hmm. is to teach his stuff. Exactly. Oh, that's good. So, so the church doesn't make up teachings. The church is faithful to the teachings that she has handed yes. on for 2,000 years from her Lord and master and founder, Jesus of Nazareth, yes, amen. who is both Christ and Lord. Awesome. Okay, so that's sort of like the the like the the sort of linchpin argument. Yeah. Um, that I think is is worth commenting on. But now let's kind of get into all right. So, mm-hmm. if we come into a conversation with that conviction, how do we navigate what might end up being mm-hmm. a difficult conversation? So, if you're yes. just tuning in, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking today with Robin Bruggeman about how to handle difficult conversations about the church's teaching. So, we spent the first half of the show, Robin, just in some preliminary things, mm-hmm. um, uh, it, real conversations. We're talking about not mm-hmm. yelling matches. That's not a conversation, um, and and then emphasizing the 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 conviction that you giving the basis for our common conviction that the church's teachings are all of them true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I am in a conversation and maybe it's a fellow Catholic, maybe it's another Christian, maybe it's somebody of a completely different religious persuasion altogether or mm-hmm. no, or no religion. religious yep. persuasion. Um, you're in a conversation and, and they start to express uh, disagreement about what the church teaches. Uh, I think there are some important things to do. Um, and I was sort of, even though we're not disagreeing and this is not a difficult conversation, I was already unintentionally just because I do this by, by nature, <laughs> um, asking clarifying questions and pushing for the deeper why. <laughs> so two things like, so asking clarifying questions and pushing for the deeper why Bo- uh, both of those are questions, mm-hmm. asking questions. What do you mean by that? So when you say, so take the topic we were addressing in last week's episode. So you said that you think the church's teaching is judgmental. What do you, what do you, when you say that, what do you mean by that? Because I, mm-hmm. so if I were in the, that kind of a conversation, um, yeah, I definitely can agree that sometimes 
Catholics can be judgmental. I've mm -hmm. been judgmental. Um, I've experienced judgmentalism from yeah. other Catholics. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's different than the church's teaching being judgmental. But right. but when you say so, um, one of I don't know how many times I've wanted to title an episode of Ignition uh, using the line um, spoken by Inigo Montoya. In the Princess Bride, oh. you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. I butchered the line. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Mm -hmm. um, people might use words in the wrong way, or they're using the words, but I'm receiving it differently than how they're intending it. Yes. Whether they're right or wrong, right. Right. They're, the, 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 what they're intending and what I'm hearing are not lining up. Right, and honestly, that is super helpful advice when you're talking to anybody about anything, not just about church stuff. Yep. I mean, that's just, that's good stuff to remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It <laughs> is. Know? So, cause I guess I think it's really important to actually understand what they mean yeah. by what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and when you're in the middle of a conversation, like you're not necessarily, well, let me sit down and compose out in a coherent, my <laughs> seven points. And no, we're yeah. just talking. Yeah. Yeah. So I might say something and, and, and I may have, um, muddled it. Mm -hmm. I may have been not clear in my articulation. Mm -hmm. So you, what would be helpful actually for the sake of the conversation, but for me as well is to ask a clarifying yeah. question. Yep. What do you mean by yeah. whatever it is? Yeah. Cause there, and a lot of times there's probably something underneath that. That is really the root of what they're right. wondering or what their issue is. Exactly. With, if they have a problem right. or what, what it is. So that's where that, that very related question is like, well, why do you think that? Or what, mm -hmm. where does where do you get, where do you get that idea from? So yeah. again, using last week's topic as an example, the church is judgmental. What do you mean by that? Do you mean just like that, that some, some members of the church are judgmental? No, no. The teaching itself is judgmental. Okay. Well, what do you, what do you, why, why do you think that? What mm -hmm. do you mean when you say that before responding to them, like giving the counter argument, if you will, they're making mm -hmm, a claim mm -hmm. before yeah. you try to refute or rebut the claim, try to clarify their claim so that you're, that you are responding to what they actually believe. Yeah. And I also think it shows that you're really interested in conversing yes. with them about it. Yes. Like it's a very respectful Absolutely. thing, charitable and just, yeah, I love yeah. that you're pointing that out. Yep. So, yeah. so I'm going to give you an example from early on in my reversion. So I mentioned uh, earlier that I was raised Catholic but fell away um, from practicing any faith uh, my first couple years of college. Um, when I came back fascinated with, with the church's teaching and the truth of the teaching and how we know it's true and what the basis for it is and so on, I, uh, I, I reached out to – I was at a, a bachelor party, a friend's bachelor party <laughs> – uh, and I got into a conversation with his, it was his older brother. Um, this was a Lutheran family, and dad was a pastor, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, LCMS. Mm -hmm. um, and um, my classmate, Ryan, Ryan's my classmate, Ryan's older brother, Rob, Rob Jr., uh, Rob himself was uh, in seminary oh, or okay. moving towards seminary at the time. So in high school, Rob would ask me all sorts of questions about my Catholic faith, and I just had no good answers. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm ready to go. 
Mm-hmm. So I see we start having, and, and Rob and I started exchanging. This is when email was just becoming a thing. So it wasn't real widespread. So I literally would type up on a computer, not just a typewriter yeah, yeah. and print out 15, 16, 17 double sides. So 30 plus pages, oh my gosh. single spaced Whoa. letters, missives. We would send back and forth. Wow. And Rob and I remember one time, um, I think I, I think we were talking about oh oh we were probably talking about the church's teaching on the Eucharist okay. you know, the Eucharistic revival now but so mm-hmm. this was a yep. and 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 I told Rob something like well you believe this you're, you're a Protestant so you believe X mm-hmm. about the Eucharist or, or whatever it was he's no I don't well yes you do I was insistent in my communication uh, with Rob, that he believed X about whatever doctrine. Hmm. He didn't. What, what I, what, the, the, the doctrine X was actually a doctrine that evangelical Protestants hold, hmm. but Rob was, uh, was not, is not an evangelical Protestant. He's a Lutheran hmm. Protestant. And evangelical Lutheran Protestants and Lutheran Protestants don't have the exact same uh, views on every point of, of theological, mm-hmm. of every, every point of theology or doctrine. So in this case, I was insisting to somebody that what they, I was telling him what he believed and I was wrong. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I learned, that's one very clear example from my yeah. mind from um, over 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of how it's important to have as much clarity as you can about what somebody else thinks for yeah. the sake of the conversation, but to be again, it can be really helpful to them as well because yeah. Yeah. sometimes our thinking on something isn't actually clear. So right. when somebody else, out of respect for me, mm-hmm. uh, out of wanting to have frankly the best argument possible, <laughs> when they ask questions that help me clarify, that's actually a good thing. That's very good. Not just for yeah. the sake of the argument, but for my sake as well. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts on that? I just think that's awesome. Okay. And I need to work on that personally. <laughs> so <laughs> even with my kids. <laughs> so, so when you're in a difficult conversation, so I think these are these are two things to start with: asking clarifying questions, mm-hmm. um, and and asking them, and as part kind of part of that is. Asking them, kind of continuing to ask the why, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just think the church's teachings are judgmental. Why do you think that? And depending on what they ask, to go deeper mm-hmm. with the why. And you have to be careful because it can be, you've been on the receiving end of it from me. I've been on the receiving end of it. You, know, you have to be careful you know, uh, what you wish for. Uh, people have done that to me. Well, why, Chris? And it yeah. can get a little bit annoying because <laughs> you get to a point where you're like, well, just because, yeah. <laughs> but no, no, like keep at, for ourselves, ask the why. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is another, okay. So asking clarifying questions, asking the why, why do you think that? But then um, this isn't really about, to be honest, this is about not to do in the conversation. Well, if you don't have an answer to their questions, if they're asking questions, be humble enough to acknowledge that. Yeah, I was actually hoping you would address that. And then go do some research. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, don't, the worst thing we can do is misrepresent or misspeak about something we do not know. And it's okay to say, I don't know the answer to that. I'm going to look because I want to know too. Yep. 
So Robin and I are both telling you that what the church teaches is true. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a conversation and you might share that conviction, but you're not able to articulate it. So you're talking about some issue with somebody else, they're starting to disagree and you're getting to a point where you're like, I don't, I don't know how to respond. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, that's a, that's a good question. I want to know the answer too. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. 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 But, 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 but have confidence that there is an answer yes. to the question. Yes, that's such a good point. Have confidence in the church. And Have the confidence in the church. So yeah. even though right now you may not be able to respond to their challenge mm-hmm. or their question, there is a response that can, if it's a real yeah. conversation yep. and that's just yep. a yelling match, yep. have confidence that you can respond, that, the, that there is an answer, a response mm-hmm. to their question or their challenge and, and that you can find it and that you can come mm-hmm. back and follow up. Yep. You can so, say, let me check with Dr. Bergwald at yeah. ignition, ignition at sfcatholic.org at sfcatholic.org. and then he'll respond to you with, yeah. your, with the answer. And I mean, <laughs> in the last few months, we've gotten questions from listeners Mm -hmm. and um, Renee and I have taken the time to devote in some cases, whole episodes to responding to an answer. Yeah. To, and the answers are so easily found in in today's world. So, but yeah, there are so many, I mean, if you have access to the internet, my goodness, you're going to drown in, in fact, I'm going to have a conversation just as we're recording, I'm going to have a conversation uh, coming up with um, a recent college graduate who his ass very faithful Catholic mm-hmm. asking all sorts of questions and people are responding with links to massive online yeah. articles. That's not always helpful. Yeah. Uh, we're just telling, so Robin and I are telling you that um, there is a sea of knowledge and there information is. that's out there. Yes. Um, you might don't drown in it. Just yeah, know yeah. that it's out there. It's yeah. sort of like dip your cup in and take mm-hmm. a nice long drink. Mm-hmm. Don't dive too deep in. Or ask your pastor. Yeah. You know, if you need a quick answer. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. But again, you can email ignition. Yes. Chris would love to hear from you. Listeners. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, the other thing I want to say, just because we have a couple minutes left, make sure I, I started by saying conversation, not yelling matches. Keep it a conversation. Mm-hmm. Keep Keep it focused on light as opposed to heat. Right, right. So if 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 you start, if your emotions are getting the better of you, check yourself. And if it keeps happening, just you know what I I I can tell I'm getting really worked up, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I and I want to make I want to have a good conversation. It doesn't mean we can get passionate. I mean, it's not right. that. I'm, well, we must stay calm. No, there's right. nothing wrong with passion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. It, you can move beyond that to, to anger or frustration. Right. Stay away from Or having that. to be right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, something has to be careful of that. I mean, we can come up with the right answer, but to have a conversation instead of a yep. needing to yep. prove something. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're trying to win a heart, not an argument. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, so, oh my goodness. That is something to keep in mind. Yep. Always. Amen. Yeah. So, um, Robin, we've got about a minute left. So just kind of taking a step back. The goal here is to give some folks some tips on how to have difficult conversations around the church's teaching. So just mm-hmm. thinking back about difficult conversations you've been a part of, uh, any any other just final thoughts that you might have for our listeners mm-hmm. before we wrap up this episode? I would just say, don't be afraid to engage. Like I want to say engage. Don't be afraid to have a conversation with somebody about your faith. Even if you feel like you don't know enough to have a conversation, don't fear it because you'll end up learning. If you don't know the answer, you're going to end up learning something you didn't know that you will then love about love the church even more. 
because you're going to see yet another truth. Yep. And then you can share that with that person and that will touch them. Even if they're not Catholic, it's going to touch them in some way. Right. So to just not fear it. Yep. Amen. Yeah. Send her into it. One last uh, tip that I'll offer. Pray for guidance from the Holy Spirit. Yes. And he will answer Always your come prayer. Holy Spirit. Always. Thanks, Robin. Thank you. And folks, that will wrap up this episode. Again, if you have any questions, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Thanks and God bless.